This podcast is sponsored by WorthPoint. Find out what your antiques are worth at worthpoint.com. I'm in Wells, Maine with Corey Daniels and Miles Spadone. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing fine. How are you, Martin? Great. Now, Corey, we've known each other for, what would you say, 30 years or something 30 like years. That? At least 30 years. Right. Yeah. We're and old timers. That, that's right. <laughs> and I remember we, I, I sold a few things for you way back, and you were handling such beautiful American period furniture. We haven't really kept contact, but when I was in California, I heard that you were changing what you were dealing with. And how did all that happen? Uh, I've always been one for change. I, I don't mm-hmm. sit still for very long, so... Uh, and I, I'd gone to art school, yeah. and uh, so sort of knew the art world, mm-hmm. and uh, like art, you know, the antiques kind of captured me for many years, but uh, yeah. while I was doing the antiques, I, you know, I always had my eye on something else, so, and... Mm-hmm. And, but, and you had such in-depth knowledge of antiques as well. How did... I had a very good knowledge of antiques, yeah. yeah. But I grew up, uh, you know, I kind of call it my class. There were, uh-huh. there aren't young people coming into the business. Yeah. And there were. And, and uh, That's right. there were, I was surrounded by people who really knew what they were doing. Yep. And, uh-huh. uh, and then also, uh, I've just recently written for, not this website, unfortunately, but for another website, an article about young people and how... When you and I were growing up, we were surrounded by people our age also that were interested. Everybody was interested. Yeah. You know, we all wanted an early house yep. to restore. Mm-hmm. They wanted fill to, it up with. They wanted to fill it up with period antiques that were right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, and, and uh, it was pre-Mary Emmerling days, you know, where all people cared about was what something looked like, not what it was. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, you do know. you, just curious, do you, do you hang on to any of the antiques in your own personal collection? Or? Uh, I still have, uh, I've, I've pretty much sold them off over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still have some things, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a pretty, what I, what I keep is pretty eclectic and pretty abstract, I would say. Yeah. So. And speaking of young, we have Miles here. <laughs> and Miles, you, you, you're in sales? And you're, you're, yeah. fr- you're from a Kenny Bunk family? That's, yes. Yeah. Yeah, been here. For, well, I, I took a eight-year hiatus, but I I came back. Uh huh. <laughs> and, and what what is your? Uh, do you have an interest in art in general? Yeah, I went to art school. I studied ceramics oh. and furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'd actually say my t- taste also resides more in the modern, contemporary world. But um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one reason I like work for Corey is because he he has a incredible ability to recontextualize old objects into uh new spaces mm-hmm. and um it changes kind of their um their inherent qualities a little bit so like an uh, eclectic sort of yeah like, setting like taking old lathes and and repurposing them as tables um so you know mm-hmm. yeah those things could be considered antiques but when you reconsider their context and how they apply to a space um they don't look antique anymore and so i think that actually um connects with a larger audience there's sort of like that also sort of like an industrial movement or people are really gravitating to like the industrial look of things yeah and i think there's also you know in parallel with that there's a movement with handmade and domestically made um which also connects kind of to the antique world just because before everything started being outsourced it was all being made here, and I think there's a kind of a romantic quality to that 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 people are um, uh, 
you know, getting attracted to again. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Corey speaks on all those levels, I think, or the work in here that he's collected speaks to all those levels. Yeah. And it is a, a beautiful space. Can you tell us what about this property? I remember. When uh, you well, it. I, I bought this property in 1993 and it uh, belonged to John Clifton, who was a local auctioneer, a, a local auctioneer and antiques yeah. dealer, a very uh, crotchety old guy. <laughs> I remember him like yeah, that. Yeah. And, you know, he would, I don't know, he had all kinds of animals here he was feeding. He was a, a really nice guy. Yes, and, he was. Uh, yeah. At the time, I had been uh, bringing container loads in from Europe. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, did, I didn't do that for very long, but uh, I'd go to mm-hmm. Europe and buy. And, uh, and I was working out of my home in a residential area and bringing 40-foot containers down there, which I did, got kind of old. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, you know, maybe I should look for a place out on Route 1. So mm-hmm. I stopped one day and talked to John. And he had had, the mar- had it on the market, but it was off. Oh, he see. said, oh, yes, yeah. he said, I'd be very happy to sell it to you. Now, and, it, it sort of looked abandoned almost at the time. Well, he never took particularly good care of it. You know, yeah. he, uh, he let a lot of things go. And, um, so how so, long did it take you to put it into the condition it's uh, in? This building has been through two major uh, restorations, I guess. I restored mm-hmm. it. Uh, that was kind of in my Americana days when I first got it. So, mm-hmm. so uh, this room we're in right now, which is probably, what, 1,150 square feet or so. Uh, this, it was a raw barn when I got yeah. it. And I had, uh, remember Jim Pritchard from, from yeah. Jim Pritchard did all the work for me, and he came up, and we basically made it into, like, a little Americana. Yeah. You know, lots of early-looking moldings and paneled walls. And, and uh, so that it survived until that way until from 93 till I guess, about 2005. Mm-hmm. And I and thought, you do, no. You, then, you got it again, basically? You know, it, actually, this is all over that. The, but the back room, the back mm-hmm. gallery, which is also about 1,150 square feet, that was, a, that, that was cut up into workshops, storage rooms. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I had, my, I had my builder come in, and uh, we had to do a lot of structural work because I, just, I wanted no support in the roof, you know, for, for, oh, yeah. uh, so we could totally open it up. Wow. So that's yeah, open that up is... through the second floor, and... Uh, yeah. So then I, I restored that uh, that place. That took about five or six months to do that, and it's all the whole the whole gallery now is just raw white lime coated plaster. But yeah, but it's very attractive, very, very smooth, you know. But never been yeah. painted or and no moldings. Yeah, concrete floors. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, then I did the uh, I ripped down the connector. The connect this barn is dates from about eighteen. 90, and they did. They cut lumber in here. This was all the uh, oh, wow. those big hotels down on Kennebunk Beach, yeah. and uh, the lumber was cut in this building. Huh. Wow. And uh, there was a mill across the street, and uh, so they would uh, they would bring the they would mill the lumber over there, bring it over here to cut it into dimensional lumber. So yeah. there's like is it like a river or something? Near there's there? a river. The Maryland River goes right. Uh, yeah. Just where you turn to go to Kennebunkport. Yeah. There's yeah. a campground down there now, but yeah. that that was a, there was a mill there, I and they see. had these Packard trucks, and they would bring the bring the lumber over here to be cut into. They bring the you know logs over after they'd been going through the process at the mill. They bring them over here to cut it into dimensional lumber. It's nice to know so, the history of a 
place. Yeah, well, people yeah. stopped by over the years. I didn't know it when I bought it. Oh, and but, they told you know, the people, story? Yeah, people yeah. would come in and tell me, tell me what the history was. You know, I, and, I uh, uh, work out of an office down in the Boston area called the 1790 House, and it's a huge colonial home. And I've figured out that that house has been moved four times. You know, I mean, you think of the undertaking of moving yeah. a big yeah. structure like that and yeah. for the chimneys to stay together and all that. It's amazing. amazing. Yeah, I live in a house that was moved, so. Yeah, yeah. But uh, then after these two spaces, I ripped down the, the connector that connected the barn with the house, which dates around 1815, I would guess. Now, is the house being used for display now? No. Okay. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I built, to connect the two buildings, I, then I built this, uh, you know, architected, very modern space mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, that's unlike anything else here, but it's, yeah. you know. Yeah. So let's talk about um, what you are displaying here. Uh, Miles, do you want to talk anything about the artists? You want to say anything about the artists or anything like that? Yeah, well, I think, uh, what, do you represent 18 artists right now? Contemporary? Yeah, 16 or 18. 16 or 18. Yeah. It's, it's a mix. It's a mix of uh, photography, painting, uh, sculpture, mm-hmm. um, and all... Pottery a little bit, too. Ceramics. Yep. There's yeah. some ceramics. ceramics, yep. There's some of my weird ceramics in here. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I got it in. Um, yeah, Miles does ceramics, so... Yeah. Oh, oh, uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, it's a great mix. It's... Uh, it's really eclectic, but it, you know, it's successful in, in an odd way. One, I think, because of the space, because he's he's got enough room between, you know, objects. But um, and then in, right. inter intermingling is is weird industrial, you know, pipe holders and uh, yeah, and old the, galvanized tables. The antiques are still here. There's not as many of them, but there's antiques. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's and people are, at first, they don't quite know what to make of it. They come in, they're a little mystified. And yeah. Always, what is this? What well, is really, this? It, does, it does work like I'm looking at that, you know, the uh, early taper leg table over there. And that yeah. actually works. Yeah, a little New room. Hampshire, uh, yeah. you know, card table. Yeah, yeah. And the old red stain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now, then there's a, you yeah. know, we have a Bauhaus table here. So Yeah, and some great looking chairs. And so um, your website, what is your website called? Is it? Just at Corey Daniels Gallery. It's, Corey, uh, and I'll yeah. have that um, linked on. But I think we're going to, it's going to be changed soon, I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'll link saying the that for a one. while. There. Yeah. No. yeah. But for now, it's Corey Daniels Gallery. But I, I don't, I really don't like the word gallery. I've decided I don't like it. And so I think it's going to okay. be Corey Daniels uh, Contemporary Art Antiques. You don't so want to make the I'd, domain too long. <laughs> no, I, I know. I know. I've thought of that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's talk quickly about that artist right there. The um, one with the figure. Yeah, that's Tim Wilson. He's uh-huh. an artist from Portland, young Super. artist. I would imagine Tim is 25 years old, if I had really? to guess. 26. Wow. 26. Okay. <laughs> it's real dramatic yep. work. Miles knows Tim. We grew up mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And um, is there any artist that you can think of in here that like people really come to, to buy? Is there one that's really popular over others? Uh, I think Melissa Turner's ceramics. Uh, she, Melissa lives over in New Hampshire, and I think... Uh, oh, is that that... Uh, Organic-looking piece? The piece that's uh, back on the stainless steel table there that's kind yeah, of... Yeah, uh, and one also on yes, the floor Yes, that's here. right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I found Melissa in a uh, mill. She has a, uh, a uh, workspace in a mill in New Hampshire, and I found her there and said, well, I'd like to... Uh, 
So those are hand-built, like, or they call Oh, them she built? builds them. They're built yeah. from the ground up, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're built from the... And it takes about a month to make each one. Wow. So each piece so, is a month? A month, yes. Wow. So each piece is... Because of the unique. size of it, she has to, yeah. has to dry before she can build again. Yeah. So... Yeah. Wow. Uh, so it, they take a long time, but... Uh, so your art background must really help you in deciding what you're going to try to sell, and when you're selling it, talking to someone? I would guess so, but I, I, I think all that's intuitive. You, yeah. you know, it's, it's, uh, mm -hmm. most things are intuitive with me and not studied. Yeah. So, uh, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. This piece over in the corner that looks like, I don't know what it looks like. What is that? People people think it's Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> it does. But it looks like it, something. Yeah, it looks like it yeah. looks like it would be an illustration. But it's a uh, that piece, that sculpture. What is it? It's about ten. Well, these are yeah, eleven or like twelve foot ceiling. Tall. So to describe it, it's a just look uh, up Dr. Seuss. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a huge horn. It's very yeah. actually. It looks very much like the work of Martin Puyer. Is what it, if if anyone knows who he is, but uh, uh -huh. but. Uh, it's um, it's plywood up to a point to support the, and then the top the top looks like a big horn, but that is an armature with with canvas wrapped around it. Wow! And then the canvas painted. Uh -huh. So and that's what it is. Back, but, uh, I'm going to jump back in time a little here. Just okay. To, have you kept a watch on what's happening with the antiques since you used to be in in it? Is there still an antiques business? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. Yeah. Of course, I have. Yeah. 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 And, and not not as much to... as I used to. Yeah. Yeah. I... But what do you What do you think about that? Whole... You mentioned earlier that young people are not really interested. No, what, they're. What do you think has been the reason for the change in all the prices? And have you also watched the Asian market, the Chinese market? Have you seen what's happened with that? Yes, I have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I get, uh, I had somebody from China in yesterday, you know, and they're, they're up and down the street periodically and they're, you know, they're looking for their hits. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, they pick up every little object that has any chance of being Asian. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just and repatriating their country either. It's like, there's some major money to be made. Major money to be made. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you hear yeah. the stories all, all the time, but so what do you think? I mean, would you have ever guessed that period furniture would sell for what it does today? You know, like the, the ten thousand no. pieces for two thousand. No, no, I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I think I caught on to that relatively early. That's what I was wondering about. But, but yeah. uh, because it's you know I've been drifting away from it for a yeah. long time, so yeah. I've probably been drifting for twenty years. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but you um, still have that knowledge, and you. Still I still have, have that the eye. knowledge, although I, you know, I don't think it's maybe as uh, tack sharp as it as it mm -hmm. used to be. But it's, yeah. uh, but still, I think you know, I learned antiques intuitively, and I and uh, you know, there there are real antiques and not real antiques, and that was never that was I I never felt like that was a problem to know what the difference was. I just learned intuitively what real looked like, what it felt like, what it smelled like. Yeah. And, That's uh, the difference between looking at it online and actually handling it. Uh, yeah, there's no, there's no comparison. Yeah, and there's, I don't think there's people who are somehow taught it in a, in a uh, an academic fashion. I guess I, I sometimes I talk to those people or we look at the same thing and I think you know you're not getting it. <laughs> you yeah. know, you're not getting it. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's um, I don't know. There were so many people that surrounded me who were, we were, 
you know, people like, I don't know, Elliot Snyder, Bob Wilkins, Suzanne Corsier, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. The, these people, they really knew what they were looking yeah. at. And yeah. uh, Peter Eaton. Oh, yeah. yeah I used big to, names. you know, yeah. uh, you know they, they, they just knew. They just, yeah. they, and I don't, know, I don't know how we, I don't know how we did that, but, uh, and, but there, we, we bought and sold the stuff every day. Right. You know, it wasn't it wasn't unusual to you know you every week you were buying selling 18th century furniture and objects. I mean, yeah. just in your hands, out of your hands, in your hands, out of your hands, right. into the truck, out of the truck. Yeah. Yep. It was just. And you learn by your mistakes. You learn by your mistakes. You yep. know. And you know Roger it's, Bacon. You know and John yeah, I mean, Walton in those days. You know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's too bad that a lot of their knowledge, you know, the, the knowledge is gone. When yeah, it's yeah. And and fading yeah. fast. You know, Fading from, very fast, yeah. 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 And what do you think, uh, Miles, just an opinion of someone your age, what do you think the reason is that people are going away from antiques your age? Um, well, I mean, aside from being young and, you know, relatively poor. <laughs> uh-huh, no, that's a good point. I think that it's hard it's to ask. It's people to get, hard to get into it. Yeah, it's hard to ask. It feels inaccessible sometimes. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and I think, like you guys said, it's also... Uh, not being academically taught. So mm-hmm. I think you have to have uh, an immediate ambition and drive to want to be in the business, which is driven by kind of hustling and, you know, working your way in and out of good deals or bad deals. Um, and I also think that, that maybe visually some of the designs are start to feel a little outdated, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I, personally, I, I, I find the context of it to be, I can't see it working in, uh, you know, a space that I would want it to be in. But, um, uh, you know, I like, as I said earlier, I think that it needs to maybe be recontextualized with, with a different, with a different taste. If it's overwhelmingly Chippendale, then it's, it it would be hard for me to live in that space. So I think maybe young people are, are gravitating towards a different aesthetic. Yeah. I personally have never lived with just period furniture. I've right. always had it mixed in and I always enjoyed that a lot better than, yeah. you know, the full war. But also because I couldn't afford it. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. That is a big factor. It really is. And, you know, there is, I don't want to repeat too much of what has been said in the past podcast, but, you know, there's a point where things will go down and down and down mm-hmm. and then they will level off. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, people will start getting back into it because they can now afford it. Yeah. And so it may be just a, a big cycle. Yeah. Well, I, I think like most things, it, you know, trends cyclical. are cyclical. And yeah. um, as they become more, or less expensive, they become more ex- accessible. And I think opportunity, you know, just like the housing market was, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it imploded. And now all of a sudden I could maybe buy a house one day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, you know, a lot of people were blaming the 2007 market crash on what was happening with the antiques. But then when <laughs> things started picking up, it never followed yeah. along. Yeah, no, it didn't. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was really, it was definitely a mindset, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, I think people, when they get to be, I don't know, my age or maybe a little bit older, maybe younger, they, they don't want so much. That's right. You, don't, you just don't want to have all these things. You don't want to be a caretaker. Well, I've got to tell you, and, when, uh, I, when I moved from California to Maine, I hired two auction companies to sell stuff. Yeah. And I, ne- I felt, now, I shouldn't be saying this because this is a podcast about antiques. Yeah. But I felt free. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, yeah. I could leave yeah. the house now and not worry about things. And, right. You know, it was really, uh, 
it was a very freeing feeling to oh. let go of the <laughs> it's not good for the show to say that. <laughs> no, but that's part of the problem because that's it's it's almost uh it's not quite universal, but it's close. Yeah. yeah. It's it's uh so many people feel the same. Yeah, and, that's uh, right. Yeah, you know, I think young people are living a more transient lifestyle these days too. That's and a real, I think that's objects true. are physical weight at the end of the day. Yeah. Um yeah. You know. in general families are even moving yep. more than they ever did. Yep. You know, it's 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 rare for someone to live in a place for five years. Yep, exactly. So you yeah. have to kind of prioritize what you're gonna, yeah, what you're really gonna spend your money on, and 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 then pragmatically, how are you gonna get it from A to B? Yeah, yeah. So, but as far as would you say the people in your generation, do you think they really appreciate beauty and design, or do you think that's limited to you know the higher income? I. I think it's always been somewhat more of value to those with higher income. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Ruhlman. Um, he was a French Art Deco designer. Mm-hmm. And he always, he, he always was a big advocate to say that, that the wealthy will always set the trends because they always have the means to, to do that. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. you know, aesthetics as, as maybe intrinsic or inherent as, as they feel they really are somewhat marketed towards people who can consume them. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think trends start to happen and people start to see value in certain things that, you know, uh, maybe weren't there before someone started consuming them more often. Okay. But I think our generation is no different. I mean... Yeah, that's right. I don't think we're any different. I think we just maybe see things, you know, look at the transition of art. I mean, it's just aesthetics change, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're doing it again. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, since you're a man of change, yeah. where would you change from here? Mm, quite a question. Uh, <laughs> where would I change from here? Yeah. Uh, I think I'm, I think I'm guilty of the wanting to have nothing. You know, I think uh-huh. that, that's the camp I would fall into. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, uh huh. Yeah. That's not. I shouldn't say guilty. It's probably not the right word. But yeah. I would love to have nothing. You would love to. You'd love the freedom of nothing. I would love it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a real interesting answer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would like to have. Uh, I think maybe the one thing I would maybe aspire to before it's all over is I, I would like to architect a house and just build a house. But the house would be, basically be built to hold almost nothing. <laughs> so, so <laughs> that would be that would be if that if I could do that then. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And this is coming from a man with lots and lots of possessions, so that's... Uh... It, 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 less and less. Yeah. I mean, pretty much all the restorations that I've done here, mm-hmm. uh, I've paid for by selling off things that, uh, yeah. that I owned. So my load is, is much, much less than it ever was, but, uh, mm-hmm. um, but still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Still. And I, you know, I, I don't well, know. Well, I think, I think there's going to be a lot of people that listen to this that may agree with your thoughts yeah and here i am running a uh, uh, place where I, you know we sell things <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're both guilty of saying but, things uh, like that today yeah. so anyway it's been uh fantastic it's been a real pleasure and um so if someone wants to find your gallery it's what's the address here uh it's 2208 route one or post road it's on the northern end of wells it's uh yeah. on that strip before you would make the right hand turn to go to kenny bunkport and you can find the website at CoreyDanielsGallery.com. Yep. Or on Facebook. <laughs> on Facebook as well. Hey, 
do check out their Facebook page because it's uh, it's active and there's a lot of really great visual uh, pieces on there. More that. active than the website. Yes. <laughs> All right. So this is Martin Willis with Corey Daniels and Miles Spadone, and we're signing off. This podcast is sponsored by WorthPoint. Find out what your antiques are worth at worthpoint.com.